The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. A very warm welcome to this service of thanksgiving, hope and remembrance from St Paul's Cathedral, where through the centuries people have gathered in times of sadness and of joy to give thanks, to remember, to reflect and to pray. We come together today at a season of the year when Christians give thanks to God for the heroes and the heroines of every age who have inspired them on their journey through life. And when Christians remember before God friends and loved ones who have died, trusting in God's mercy and love. We gather at a time of great uncertainty and challenge as the people of our world struggle to overcome a devastating pandemic that has cut short earthly lives, destroyed livelihoods, and separated us from the people and the activities we enjoy. But we are not without hope. Through word, prayer, song, and symbol, we are reminded that God's love for us can never be destroyed. God is with us in our pain and fear and will lead us to a yet more glorious day.
Let us pray. Eternal God, our maker and redeemer, grant us with all the faithful departed the sure benefits of your Son's saving passion and glorious resurrection, that in the last day, when you gather up all things in Christ, we may with all the saints enjoy the fullness of your promises through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Hello, my name's Andrew and I live in North London. My mum died in June this year after a struggle with cancer. During the preceding months, she was receiving chemotherapy and my wife and I had increasingly become her carers. When she died and after the funeral, the busyness of life up until that point for the last few months suddenly dropped away. Up until then, we'd been looking after her, cooking for her, taking to her appointments. But suddenly that had just dropped away and we were left alone, really. Um, friends and family who up at that point had um, been so supportive and helpful had increasingly dropped away and we were left with more time on our hands. It was at that stage that I think I found it the most difficult um, in dealing with these feelings of, um, of grief, of anger, um, of deep sadness um, that my mum wasn't around anymore. Up until then, she'd been a really big part of our lives. Um, we'd been her carers. And suddenly when that responsibility and that investment of, of love and hope has gone away, it's there's a huge vacuum. Um, and that was very difficult to, to, to experience, to live with. As a Christian, um, I know that God loves us and I know that I'll see my mum again. But during the course of my mum's treatment, uh, she was losing weight. She was uh, increasingly unwell, in a lot of pain. And we really prayed for healing. Hundreds of people, thousands across the world, in India, the Middle East, America, were praying for her. Uh, people across different denominations really pleaded that she be spared. But she died. And she experienced a lot of pain. And many of the things that we take for granted, like walking, um, going out shopping, increasingly these things um, she couldn't do. And I asked God at that time, why didn't you heal her? Why did you... Why didn't you take away the pain she felt? A friend had suggested I go on a course called the Bereavement Journey, which is being run by a local church. I needed a safe place to talk about how I was feeling, about these feelings of frustration, anger and hurt. 
So I went along this course and I found other people who had exactly the same feelings as me. It was a place where I felt safe about talking about how I was feeling. It was a place where I could both listen and be listened to. I still have lots of questions, but being in an environment where I could talk openly and without fear of embarrassment or shame or scrutiny was just a relief. It was just a place where I could um, talk to people. And whilst many questions still remain unanswered, I know that God loves my mum and he loves me. And my faith hasn't been changed, but it's, it's, it's incorporated this loss. And it's helped me to realise that God does love us, even when he doesn't do exactly what we want him to do. That God is still there. That he's with us. He's with us during these experiences. During the time my mum has died uh, until now, I think about her every day. Um, it might be just something someone says or a memento around the home. Or just generally daydreaming and reminiscing about the things she used to do and say. And there is a gap and there is grief. But I don't think I'm going to get over the grief. The absence, I'm not going to get over her absence. I'm, I think people learn to integrate the loss of someone into their lives. Their relationship is not gone, it's changed. And I do think it's helpful to have times when we can get together with those people that have loved my mum, family and friends and think about them and remember them and just say thank you for the people they that they touched and who they were to us. So I think it's important to remember people closest to us when they've gone and say they're still part of our lives. The relationship's changed. But just because she's dead, my mum doesn't stop being my mum. I'm looking forward to June next year when we're going to have a day at church to just think about her, to talk about her, you know, have a bit of a laugh about the things she used to do and say. And even though I wish she were here, I'm looking forward to talking with others about the person she is. A reading from the prophecy of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit, they will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display his glory. 
they shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Revelation to John. 
I, John, saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them, they will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I'm making all things new. Also, he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water as a gift from the spring of water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 2020 has been a year none of us are likely to forget. It's been life-changing for some, with long-held expectations about work and family and friends challenged. For others, it's been a time to stop and reflect. For some working in health and social care, it has been extraordinarily busy and relentless. For others, financial pressures have meant real hardships losing their homes, and there's been food poverty, which has been um, highlighted by Marcus Rashford. For some, lives are lived in fear and anxiety due to COVID. And for others, this has been a year where they have lost someone whom they really loved. Today, we remember those who've died, and we draw as close as we can in these socially distanced times to those who are suffering in the midst of this confusing and difficult year. We're commemorating both All Souls and All Saints, a time of remembrance for those who've touched our lives, whose good memories will stay with us when the little and the great saints are brought to mind. Saints are those whose lives in some way reflect the power of God in the world. Maybe they brought um, sacred gifts of food or joy, care, compassion, courage or kindness. It could be skill, it could be art. The world was a better place because of them. This is the beginning of the church's season of remembrance. And at the beginning, we recall the heroes and heroines of everyday life, as well as the famous saints of history. Memories are kept alive in the hearts of those who live. And the Bible reading and the anthem spoke of the reality of pain and suffering and tears. 
but says that in these times, these things are going to come to an end. We're never left without hope. Even in the midst of such darkness, although we may find it hidden due to being overwhelmed by these bad things. The promise is that death will be no more, that crying and pain will be no more, for these things have passed away. This is glorious news indeed, and it may benefit us to re-remember it as part of our particular tribute to those who've died, so that we still have hope as we live on in honour of those who've gone before. This year, in my work as a chaplain at Guy's and St Thomas's Hospitals and for the London Fire Brigade, I have seen extraordinary acts of compassion and kindness be above and beyond what you'd expect. I've witnessed real heroes and heroines who have worked in intensive care units an emergency department, on a ward, in a fire station. I've seen firefighters who've been expanding their skill sets by supporting paramedics and still fighting fires and keeping London safe. I've seen doctors and nurses and therapists and chaplains being utterly selfless in the work that they've done. I've seen workers across the hospital just give their all and they're still doing it because the pandemic has not yet finished. And most patients do recover, and most patients go well home. But I've done too many funerals, too many this year. Jesus said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Life is a gift, the light that was at our beginning will be at our end, at our departing. The hope we have in our hearts as Christians is eternal. So this day we remember with love and with respect those who have gone before us, giving honour to their names and respect for their lives, but are continuing to live with hope. Hope that is in Christ will not be disappointed. In my work this year, I've been privileged to be on alongside some of the, the finest clinical staff in the country. To have sat by bedsides of the sick and the dying, including those who've died of COVID, and be truly humbled by patients' humour, honesty and faith. The saints of today continue to amaze and move us. The commitment of emergency and charity personnel, some truly outstanding works of service by local churches and other faith-based organisations, in willingness to arrange feeding programmes, help for the destitute, the homeless, care and virtual companionship for those who are isolated and vulnerable, and for religious leaders joining chaplaincy teams at the height of the pandemic just as the Archbishop of Canterbury joined Guy's and St Thomas's. Huge thank you to them all. We look to the past to remember, but we are the shapers of the future, preparing for those generations that will come after us. We are held within the arms of the loving Jesus Christ, 
Alpha and Omega. We're kept safe for life here and for eternal life beyond. Let us pray. Christ, yesterday and today, the beginning and the end, Alpha and Omega. All time belongs to him and all ages. To him be the glory through every age and in every life, forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray to God the Father, whose Son, Jesus Christ, has shared our sorrows and our joys. We give thanks for those people of every age who have inspired us on our journey through life, and we pray for the courage to follow in their footsteps. Keep us faithful to our heavenly calling. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We give thanks for those who are supplying our daily needs in these challenging and uncertain times. And we pray for our local and national leaders and all who advise them. Help us to care for one another in this hour of need. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We give thanks for the skill and dedication of our healthcare professionals. And we pray for an end to this pandemic. Let us trust that this too will pass. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We give thanks for the gift of life, and we pray for all whose health is marred by sickness of body or mind. May we all know life in abundance. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. We give thanks for those who shared their earthly lives with us, and we pray for all who mourn their passing. Bring us safely with those we love to your heavenly home. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Uniting our prayers with the whole company of heaven, let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen.
Jesus said, This is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, and I shall raise them up on the last day. Let us remember before God those who have died, whom we have known and loved but seen no longer, remembering especially those who have died during this pandemic and those whose names are memorialised in the Remember Me online Book of Remembrance hosted here at St Paul's Cathedral. Almighty and eternal God, from whose love in Christ we cannot be parted, either by death or life, hear our prayers and thanksgiving for all whom we remember this day. Fulfill in them the purpose of your love and bring us all with them to your eternal joy. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hello. I'm Jenny Stanton and I live in Penwitham near Preston, Lancashire and I'm a member of St Leonard's Church in Penwitham. My husband Melvin died two years ago after suffering from Parkinson's disease for 23 years. He managed to remain in his job for the first 10 years and then gradually declined. Our faith upheld us both during this time as we both attended Sunday and Wednesday Eucharist when we could. I had to go alone at times if Melvin wasn't ready or fit to go. Just being in church at the services with the congregation had a restful, calming effect, giving us both the strength to carry on, knowing God is there holding and helping us whatever we have to face. When Melvin died, God gave me strength to do the things I needed to. The Sunday after Melvin died, I went to church and the organist played What a Friend We Have in Jesus, which was one of the hymns Melvin had picked for his funeral. It was very comforting. It proved God was in action. I missed going into church earlier this year when we were in lockdown. We still had the service sheet sent by email so we could all take part at the same time. And it didn't matter that we couldn't go to church. But once we could go back for services, I found it very comforting. Things are getting back to normal. 
although a different normal. Services of remembering have been important to me for many years to remember and reflect on people I have known and who have helped me in many ways, nurturing me on my path. I remember and think of all these people at various times, but All Souls Day brings them into our minds and we can give thanks to God for all their care, love and friendship. Since Melvin has died, I still talk to him and ask him questions. And he is with me through life. And I give thanks for the life we spent together, remembering all the good times we shared and thanking God for the time we had. My children and grandchildren have given, given me a great help during this time and still give me great pleasure. I would like to finish with the note Dimitris, which always reminds me of attending church with mum and dad in my teenage years. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people to be a light to lighten the Gentiles and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Take care and God bless.
Thank you for being part of this service of remembrance. In a few moments, we will hear the organ of St Paul's Cathedral. You will be invited to light a candle in memory of a loved one who has died. But first, let us pray for God's blessing. May God give you and all those whom you loved his comfort and his peace, his light and his joy in this world and the next. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs> 